you may see me pull out my soapbox, double soapbox. I'm going to get on a rant in a second. Welcome to Dads Being Dads, episode 313. It's the same forward and backward. Uh, this is your hosts, Jason and Randy. It's different backward and forward. That would be Randy and Jason. But three I don't know if numbers can be palindromes. Of course they can. They're palin numbers, though. They're palin numbers. Yeah. Because drome is Latin for word. If you didn't know that. Drone is Latin for word? No, I made it up. Oh, palin. Is, isn't palin something to do with uh, word and talking and language? Well, I'm going to say yes. Because I like the word palaver, which I heard and uh-huh. I think Stephen King maybe he made up. a lot. Yeah. Lord. No, he didn't make it up. Is he that didn't. everything? You know, Roland was a big thing for Roland in the, those episodes. Yeah, Roland to Shane, yeah. And they always wanted to palaver. <laughs> it's an unfate. Improvised conference between two groups, typically those without a shared language or culture. Talk oh. unproductively and at length. It's too hot for palavering. It's a definition. Oh. There you go. So it's like uh, water cooler chatter. Hmm. Yeah. So, Completely useless. Yeah, well, let's have a palaver for an hour. But, like, it's a, yeah, like a derivative of parlay and uh, sort of all this, mm-hmm. these other words, right? Is palaver an English word? I'm going to add it to my son's vocab list. It's a good one, yeah. And then you can have him read the Lord of, um, Lord of the Rings. Uh, Dark Tower series? I should have him read it anyway. I mean, we're we're reading this series now, and there's a lot of uh, S-E-C-T-S going on in there, if you know what I mean. <laughs> I think you mean S-E-X. <laughs> Do I? Yeah, because... Uh, um, <laughs> I mean, that that's the problem, right? The Dark Tower, there's the, the succubus in the first one, right? It's a weird sort of... I don't remember. You remember the honest. invisible succubus that he has to, like... Um. Like interact with, if you will, to uh, okay. have something no, I happen. Don't. I don't remember, but Let's I'm going to go on Amazon right now and order you a new desk. That's what I'm doing. Ordering him a desk? You. I'm ordering you a desk. Oh, because the creeks? Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's. Uh, I'm eating chips, too. It's going to be delicious. You can't I, eat chips during the show. <laughs> I do need to figure out how to mute, uh, because I'm going to read a mail we got, and then I'm going to throw it over to you while I have my line. <laughs> don't know how to mute is there a mute button no can you hear me yes darn it all right there is no mute is there oh yeah i just turned my microphone off Goodness gracious. are you gonna read the email sweet I you can, couldn't hear me all right it does i work. could hear you i could hear you i could still hear you it was very well, quiet but i could hear you all right well i'm gonna have to do something here because it helped all right oh, just get out just stop Chris leaning Best on the desk in. Uh, yeah all right that i will fix by next week you have my word um in fact, I did already fix it a little bit, and it's way better than it was because even it even started to get to me. All right, I will stop leaning on it. <clears throat> Chris Best writes in. He says, guys, I realize I'm an episode behind, but I wanted to touch base hey, on, on Randy's exasperation over the high school seniors he's trying to mentor. <laughs> I spent a while as a teaching assistant for the freshman sophomore level data structures course at my university. So we're talking college freshman, college sophomore. So I was like, holy smokes. Data structures as a freshman in high school? Okay. And in my experience, the majority of first and second year students are exactly the same. And it's not just the boys. If anything, the girls are worse. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is a family show. I'm not going to get into a bunch of gender issues, but uh, we're going to take them at his word. 
We had Wait, a who's f- a f- can what? I who, first year, second year? Does he mean college? He does. At uni- he said university and he said freshman and sophomore. You pay, gotcha. you pay attention, you're pulling no. at me. You're like reading some website while we're no. trying to do a show. Mm-hmm. It's what I do. That's my that's my thing. All right. We had a 50% washout rate in each of the first three courses because most of them aren't there because they care or are interested, but because they think it's the way to earn money or their parents made them. Okay. Wow. Um, I thought this was going to be a mail for you, but you may get you may see me pull out my soapbox, double soapbox. I'm going to get on a rant in a second. All right, but I'm going to move along, <clears throat> but I but I, I understand and I agree. I, I kind of wish I knew which university so we could do a little more, more like judgment based on just the university and sort of you know, cost structure, if you will. But we don't know, so we're going to go on. Um, I went out of my way to be accessible. I offered to pre-review people's assignments and to go over the grading sheet ahead of time if they came to my office. I even had additional office hours on weekends because I remembered having a job and not being able to make it to weekday office hours. Good for you, Chris. None of it mattered. I had three visits before the midterm. Then half the class came to see me after midterm to complain since they were going to fail now, some for the third time. I don't know how they failed three times. Oh, I guess there's four semesters. And then maybe one more kid came to see me before the end of the semester. The ones who cared didn't need my help. The ones who needed my help didn't care. Well, that is a paradox, and that's what I'm saying, paradox. Whoa, wait a minute. So what's his question? Or is he just explaining things? <laughs> well, now he's going to start to throw some garbage at us. But uh, Can we can we hold hold on a sec? So the ones who care- <laughs> I'm just kidding about the garbage, but go on. Didn't need his help because they just worked hard. And the ones who needed his help didn't care. I just say that right. That's what he said, verbatim. Okay. All right. So he puts this as a postscript. Before signing off, which I don't think is accurate. I think the postscript has to go after the signing off, but I'm going to let it slide this time because he did write in. P.S. I'm not a wealthy elite New Englander like you guys. (laughs) He did put the hat in there. So most of the problems you're dealing with are ones I probably won't have to worry about, like which expensive private academy to send my kids. But hearing you guys talk about it and think they're... Think and worry is still interesting. It comes across that you want the best for your kids and you're struggling to figure out what that even is. Yeah, and that is something we can all relate to. So keep it up. All right. So he's just, this is just a, gives us a cares, a cares emoji across the internet. I love it. Are you eating into, oh, <laughs> damn it. <laughs> I love it. You get so agitated. Did you not eat dinner? I told you I didn't on? eat dinner. No. And you wanted to record immediately. Immediately at 9 p.m., yes. <laughs> well, as soon as I signed down to the Google Meet. Okay. I thought there was going to be a toss over to you, and then you were going to go off on a, conver- a conversation. Uh, while okay. I, I just didn't know you were going to read the question with food in your there mouth. There was no question. He, I told you. It just turned. In, I never read the emails before I read them on the air. So it just turned into a big internet hug. Big cares. Cares emoji, you know, Facebook cares emoji. Yeah, we've said we got to be gritty, right? That's the whole thing. Gotta yeah. Be gritty. So good for him. Like, I mean- I'm not going to lie to you, and I'm not, like, BSing or blowing smoke or anything. This sort of validation and, and these kind of, like, aphorisms are like, hey, you're doing the right thing. Like, I, in my, where in my situation right now, and I got one over the weekend, another one, some, two, two of them recently, two people have said stuff to me that it was just like, oh, my gosh, it means so much. And this right here, it's like, okay, fine. You know, it's like sometimes you feel like you're just working, 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 and you're the only one out there. At least this is me. 
the only one out there that has having this life experience. And I'm just like, this cannot be only me. I cannot be the only one that's doing this, this wrong. And then for people to have sort of the same validation, Hey, you're not the only one out there. It means a lot. So, I do. Well, I you, do like that. He said, uh, I like that part about the ones who care, don't need his help. And the ones that need his help don't care. <clears throat> that is extremely reassuring because if these are the kids that care, then we're in big trouble. <laughs> has been my point so far okay if the kids that are asking for my help are the ones that care and the ones that are working the hardest then the world is in trouble so now what i'm imagining is that there is uh there's a whole association of these other kids out there that are like no i got this covered you know and they're working hard and they're getting their stuff done on their own mm. is the whole point point. and these guys call me up and they're like hey uh, you get you get some time. I want to talk about my ideas? Yeah, what are your ideas? Uh, that I have none. <laughs> wow. All right, that was it. Those were my conversations. So, yeah, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I do. So this is where I think if I could have an interesting sort of, maybe I, maybe I'm, maybe it's not interesting, but if I could have sort of a, my thought on this is like, we look at this 50% washout rate. And I think as a society, we think that we have failed those people or the, we have failed in some way. Like the teachers are failing because 50% of these people wash out. Right. And then I think we, especially in maybe the public schools sort of knee jerk, Hey, what what can we do to fix this 50% washout rate? And there's nothing, right? It is throwing good money after bad, as the uh, cliche is, right? Because there's not these kids don't care. They're there being forced there. They're never really going to be able to engage on this. They may you may be able to drag them through a passing grade, but at what cost? And you're and I'd turn it around. I think I think as parents, perhaps what we really need to start doing is warning our kids off of failing society hmm. mm-hmm. you know what i mean you you yeah that's exactly what i'm saying yeah like you need to you need to get moving so that you can be a contributing member of the earth and not just a burden like when you go out uh, you don't have to solve world exactly hunger, what I'm <laughs> but you got you got to get out there learn enough so that you can contribute I mean, break it down to village and pre, uh, what do you call it? Industrial times, whatever. Break it down to an, everyone's living in some kind of early time and, and every job is important, right? If you, your job is to, I don't know, reap the wheat and you do a kind of piss poor job. Well, people aren't going to have wheat. No wheat, no bread. Yeah. No wheat, no bread, no bread, no calories, nothing. No sandwiches. Yeah. Your job is to get the water from the well. You don't get the water. You spill it everywhere. It's filled with dirt. You you suck. You're not a good member of that society. Right. But you're laying the blame sort of at the feet of the child here. Well, I'm saying- I don't know that you can say a sophomore in college is a child anymore at that point, but- No, no. I'm, I'm putting the blame on- the child rearers okay on us yeah i'm green the, yeah. and and to to some extent it's some children may make it more difficult than others of yeah. course uh 
but yeah, they, I mean, it's like predis- oh, gotta... predisposed to give the their rearers yeah. uh, an extraordinarily difficult time in convincing them to be contributing members of society. But that's our that's our job. Yeah, I, I would. I mm, uh, this can get it's everyone's job. This guitars, can get, yeah, schools. Uh, I think we can get a little dangerous territory here if we start asking if this is culturally cultural. Uh, hmm. because I, I, I mean, we had a guy at work and he, you know, left a, well, I don't want to say well-paying, but I mean, he, he left a well-paying job that he, he went to Facebook, right? So he left <coughs> to go to Facebook. So, I mean, it was only a lateral move and it was a move in a good direction for a software engineer, right? Go work for Facebook. That's a resume, but he only did it because that's what his parents wanted him to do. Like, because they really? know they, there was a couple. Yeah. There's a guy in our group too, you know, and, uh, and because there's like a, the big five or the big three or something, Facebook, Google, Amazon, you go work for one of those. And, um, he said it was all cultural and it was, uh, it, it's one case, right? It's anecdotal. So I'm not even going to get into what, you know, uh, ethnic background he has, but it was, uh, it was an ethnic situation where he said his parents had a lot of, you know, and he's a grown man at this point, right? He's married. Oh, I see. Yeah. And he's, and, but he had to still had to, uh, meet the, the obligation of his parent at that point. <laughs> and, uh-huh. you know, it was weird. And he, and he didn't, they, he, okay. And he got over there and he didn't like it. He didn't like it as oh. much. Yeah. I wonder if how it compares now, but that's a different story. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I really hate this high paying job. No. All right. Yeah. And let's, 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 let's pump the brakes here on the wealthy elite New Englander. Like, is that the, is that the, uh, it's true. Is that what we're giving them? Is that the, is that the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Projecting? Yeah, is that the uh, is that the situation, the vibe? The, the vibe that we're putting off here, uh, or how we're perceived? Is what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, that is perception. That's what I'm looking for. Is that the perception that we're giving out? Because I'm not a wealthy elite New Englander by any means, and, and I he did no, say he was joking, but I, I, well, it depends on where you put the comma. Are There's you no commas. wealthy and elite and live in New England, or are you wealthy and elite in the context of New Englanders? Because in the context of New Englanders, no, there's much more wealthy and elite people. Than <laughs> oh us. yeah, yeah. But in the context of the United States or the world, are we wealthy and elite? I'm gonna go yes, uh, yeah. I'd elite. Say yes. Well, that's a tough word. And wealthy? I'm not sure. I'm wealthy. I don't know. You're eating. You're eating again. I'm not sure. I'm wealthy. I mean, <laughs> I'm not poor, but and. I'd say I'm, I'm, I'm in a way I'm rich, like definition yeah. of like, I have a house, I have food that I'm eating right now. I have mm. a house, right? I don't have to worry about those kind of things. I don't, I know where right. my next meal is coming from. So yeah, but I mean, the wealthy elite New Englander vibe thing is a little weird. Like, I don't want to be known as like a, I don't even know of a, like a Rockefeller or something. Uh, they weren't from New England, but mm. oh, I'm a Kennedy. I'm not a Kennedy by any means. Right. We talk about this a lot. The uh, financial conversations come up a lot. Mm. We were talking about, of course, of course, the whole boarding school, private school thing mm-hmm. up and down and all the people that go there and their relations. These foundations, charitable giving and taxes. And we got into this whole thing this weekend while we were camping. We got into lots of deep talks about uh, what the tax rate should be and... Somehow, long, you know, twisting conversation, I think I told you this, we started talking about that's uh, the MacArthur Foundation, which is, I know it sounds bonkers, right? Sure, I know what that is. 
Well, it's on NPR all the time. If you listen to NPR, they always talk about the MacArthur Foundation. But in short, I believe, if you're looking it up, it's just a big pile of money that a couple of old people started. And they may be dead. I'm not sure if they're still alive. <laughs> what? <laughs> but, but they put this money in this foundation. It's been growing. So at this point, there's about $8 billion Seriously? in this foundation. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like a big endowment. And what the foundation does is they, well, they just, they give it away. And, you know, they earn maybe about a billion dollars a year in interest because you invest that money and you you earn a lot every year. So last few years, they've earned like a billion a year. It's pretty nuts. And then they read these grant proposals from various whoever's that write grant proposals. And they say, yeah, sure, you can have some, you can have some, you can have some. And they pay some rich elite New Englander to run the foundation. So there, there's a person whose job it is to basically, probably a very high paying job, sit on this big stack of money and read your grant proposals. We're not even, I'm sure you somebody else do it. Summarize, listen to the summary of this grant proposal and say, yeah, that one. Nope, not that one. Give them half, give them double, do this, do that, right? And you can really, it takes a lot. It takes a lot of giving to give away a billion dollars. People don't really understand how much money that is. So it's they give away $250 million a year. No, no. Yeah. They, I just looked it up. Is that what it says? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And that's that's nowhere near as much as they earn. No, they have, they're have they worth over $6 billion. Eight, over $8 billion. Well, I... But, all right. I mean, okay. Does it matter? Okay, fine. At, Whatever. Says, at that eight, at that point, yeah. does it matter? No. Well, it does. But yeah. Not to me. <laughs> yeah. So they gave away over two hundred fifty million dollars a year, different uh, places. And okay, it's like this okay, says it cool, has an endowment yeah. of seven billion and provides approximately two hundred sixty million annually in grants and impact investments. Yeah, but if you look at their portfolio management, right, the seven billion, eight billion, the way it's been managed, they've earned over a billion dollars a year for the last several years. Man. So they're giving away 250 and they're keeping another 750 to reinvest. So that pile of money is just growing mm. and good for them, I guess. I don't know. It's such a strange thing. I don't know how we got on this topic, but it's just such a bizarre, like elite New Englanders. Elite New Englanders. It's just such a bizarre. Here is a giant <laughs> pile of money. They're out of Chicago. <laughs> Are they? Yeah. And the, the average salary of the, like the top guy. Uh, yeah, the guy. Yeah. Chief of staff makes between 75 and 154K a year. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Because it's- But it's the perception is what is important, right? <laughs> That's right. It's <laughs> probably a retirement job for this guy. Yeah. Well, no, yeah. It's probably one of multiple jobs, right? Yeah. That's true. Yeah, it could be. Huh. Anyway, those were some, yeah. some weird conversations we were having this weekend around. While camping out of the freezing cold. Yeah, the weather wasn't great for camping this weekend. Mm, yeah, we did it overnight. And it like was, with tents? It was, it was below with tents. Yeah. Where else would we camp? In the car? Yeah. Well, no. like I mean, in like a cabin or a... Yeah, camping. camping. I mean, no, intense. Yeah, right. good. 
camping is intense. Well, um, I know where you were. I know that that guy has like a like a, a cabin, right. right? He has a yes. cabin. I well, mean, yes, it's camp. a small cabin. He yeah. he was in the cabin. We were in the tent. Oh, see, <laughs> so there's a cabin involved. There is a cabin, but we didn't. We can't all fit in the cabin. Okay. All right. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So we did a little camping trip this weekend. It was. It snowed almost a foot on Friday out there. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. And then it, it, it melted significantly. Yeah. And um I'm getting all sniffly for some reason. I think I'm allergic to ice cream or whatever you're eating. What I'm eating? Ham and cheese sandwich with some uh chips. Great, great for the show. <laughs> so So we we um the biggest problem was Saturday night was below freezing. And everybody was okay. I, my nose got cold. That was it. Uh, but the kids were all stuffed into their bags. There were six of us in one tent, so there was a little bit of body heat in there, mm, but yeah. not as much as you would hope. Um, and we did a lot of fun activities. We always do fun activities when we're out there. We uh, we found a, a bucket of fireworks, which is always good. <laughs> a bucket of fireworks. All right. Yeah, he, he had a bucket of old fireworks, so we... <laughs> We made use of that. Of course, I always, you know, I'm always telling them stories about the bad stuff I'd get into when I was a kid. Good, like yeah. Stuff, tell them that story. That, well, and then of course, some of those stories involved archery and fireworks. And <laughs> you tell those stories. I think everybody has a flaming arrow story, but they don't. I don't tell them. Then why not? <laughs> because probably illegal. Most. <laughs> so what? What are you gonna get arrested? I don't. Happened know. years ago. Yeah. So yeah, I tell those stories about the flaming arrows and the balloons filled with propane. Um, <laughs> None of those. So we are we are doing archery, of course, because what do you do when you're camping and in the woods and stuff? We're yeah. doing some archery, and then we found a bucket of fireworks as oh well. Oh my gosh! We got to fulfill or relive my childhood, and um, I convinced one of the adults to be the igniter, and so I taped just a regular old firecracker. We found a firecracker, taped it with some painter's tape to the tip of an arrow. I uh, loaded the arrow, uh, cocked the bow, so to speak. I don't know. I was pulled the draw, bow back. Draw. Draw. I drew yeah. drew the bow, aimed it, got it on target, had a little uh, little soda can on the target, and uh, my buddy lit the firecracker. It's a very short fuse, right? So there's there's a tense moment. My son filmed it, which was nice. Um, there's a tense moment where he's trying to light it, and it's not lighting. It's not lighting. And then you hear the like you really hear it go. Yeah. You know it's lit. Yep. I'm like, okay, it's lit. And he moved his hand. And I let the arrow fly. It hit the can. The arrow punched through the target. Nothing happened. Oh no! Yeah, that's what I was gonna get. Ask for a bucket of fireworks. <laughs> so I went and looked and I'm expecting it to blow up in my face as soon as I get close you need to worry about all this thing yeah. the arrow punched all the way through the target and out the back and the firecracker was still taped to it <laughs> really but the fuse had gone out mm. which was amazing so it either went out like in the air or it went out as it got pushed through the target and it snuffed it out ah. So that was a bit anticlimactic, but um, yeah, yeah. See, it that sparked was... some it sparked some other angles. We'll try some more stuff later. 
the bucket of fireworks thing that was concerning to me. Is it going to be a bunch of duds and everyone's like, uh, uh, wait, no, and then and then you just yes, yeah. And then what do you do? You go up to pick it up and yeah. you're like, let me see, it. boom, and your fingers all blow off. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's uh <laughs> that's fun though. You got to take precautions. So I think next time there were a lot of sparklers. We we're having fun with sparklers. Yeah. Next time. Uh, because archery is super fun when you're camping. I don't know why it's so much fun to shoot arrows and stuff, but my number one favorite fat pastime while my parents were both at work, working two jobs to, uh, make ends meet while I was home early from school. I don't know why they didn't sign me up for more stuff in the afternoon. I would, um, fill up balloons from the propane tank on the grill (laughs) (laughs) and tape. Tape firecrackers to the balloons. Now, in hindsight, I should not have taped firecrackers to the balloons because the fuses on those, were again, were very short. Yeah. And just <laughs> getting the heat close to the balloon was extraordinarily dangerous to begin with, so you had to kind of bend the fuse out. I should have found another way to ignite them. It's no matter now. Can't fix that. <laughs> but they would they would make quite the um, quite the explosion as you were running away. I bet. Uh, so my next, the next thing I think we'll do when we're out off at this campground is is uh, make the propane balloons. But instead of igniting close, we'll ignite them with the flaming arrows. But the flaming <laughs> arrows can be arrows with a sparkler taped to the end. Okay, of it. all right. Because that would be cool, right? Yeah, I think I think that would be. Yeah, and those sparklers are going to stay lit, right? I mean, the sparklers should sparklers should stay lit. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think that's safe. Yeah, those those things burn hot. Those things. Yeah, do it, do it, and get a video. Do it. I'll get it. I'll get a video. All right. Maybe we'll do. We'll leave a phone on the target and hope that I don't hit the <laughs> phone. Get some GoPro angles and stuff. Yeah. Make some. YouTube Put a videos, camera on some... the arrow. Can you do that? You, you know, you could. It would probably be a little bit heavy. Yeah, I don't know that it would work. Could throw things, throw things out of whack. And if you're blowing stuff up like a propane balloon, I think that may damage the GoPro. Uh, potentially, potentially. Mm. Yeah, we'll see. We were a little, we were a little late to imagining this, uh, and then it was time to go. So next time. What is so fun about fireworks? Well, hmm. I did the same thing. I mean, when I was a kid, I used to have those little muscle guys. Remember those little pink rubbery dudes? Uh-huh. Uh, and and between those and Matchbox cars. And I'd always like to see how much damage they could take from a firecracker, right? In a can and like, yeah. what about three firecrackers? What about seven firecrackers? How many firecrackers does it take to remove an arm, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> how high can we launch these yeah. guys in the air? Like, what kind of? Yeah. There was one, I think we stopped with the fireworks when there was, there was a thing. We didn't know what it was. It was like this ladybug. We're like, oh, cool, ladybug. And <laughs> it looked like it was going to spin around on the ground. <laughs> oh, the firecracker. This is a firecracker. <laughs> not the ladybug itself. Oh, oh not a ladybug. Okay. We weren't being mean to ladybugs. <laughs> and so we lit it. We're like, okay, kids, everybody stand back. Watch. It's going to spin around. And it spun around. And it was like, woo, for a couple seconds. And then it rocketed straight up into the air, like a hundred feet. We're like, whoa. (laughs) 
that was un- and then it exploded like that was not expected at all we did not know that was going to happen there were no instructions on this thing that says that said anything about launching into outer space <laughs> had it tipped over that could have been bad news you know, had it spun around yeah. and tipped over so i mean there's all kinds of fun stuff on the internet about people lighting fireworks holding on to roman candles backwards and all kinds of it's a, it's great stuff dogs coming up and grabbing the roman candle you seen that there's one where the oh, dogs are hilarious dog yeah, gets roman start running around with it yeah. and it's shooting, <laughs> shooting at everybody at people <laughs> oh man good stuff oh boy i think that stuff maybe skips a generation because i really haven't given that to my kid like here's fireworks to play with and i think then he'll be like oh these are cool i never got to play with them as a kid so here you <laughs> maybe i'm wrong i don't know but because I know what I did with them, and then he won't. My kids won't know what they did to do with them, and then the next right. generation will get them again. I don't know. It could be. Uh, it very well could be, or it's just kind of a short span. I don't. Know. I, I like to do that stuff with the kids, so they they're terrified. You know, <laughs> like that ladybug might just scare the crap out of them from mm. now on. They'd be like, "Wow!" Because we all like we're freaking out, and we were in a circle around this thing, so it, it would have hit someone had it tipped over. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you didn't know what you were doing. Um, that's that's nice. Yeah. Yeah, of course not. <laughs> How could we possibly know? I mean, that would that's be insane. Oh. But um, so the other episode that occurred, and you know, this this buddy of mine, he's a very nice guy. He's very generous. This is the same guy giving. he went like canoeing with, like or boating with, right? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, it's his cabin, as you mentioned, and, yeah. and he built this barn on the property, and he has a lot of, like, motorized toys in this barn. So he's got two snowmobiles, two four-wheelers, and this, like, dune buggy thing that he's been accumulating over time. And so we arrive, and he's got the 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 three four-wheeler off-roady things. There's one very small quad. People call them quads, I think. That I could like pick up. Okay. I could definitely lift up one end of it. It's, you know, hard, awkward to pick up the whole thing, but yeah. it's not very heavy. And there's a bigger one, this big blue one. Uh, and then there's this like little car. It's a two seater, like side by side. It's got seat belts, it's got a roll cage, and it's, it's pretty cool. Like you can drive over a lot of stuff. It's got big ground clearance, it's automatic. Well, he gets these things out. And I'm like, ah, you know, that'll be fun. I'll ride around. Yeah. Um, but he's kind of encouraging, you know, the kids are asking, oh, can we drive? Can we drive? And he's like, sure, I'll show you how. You know, yeah. Is that a great idea? Because to- <laughs> they're going to crash these things. You know that, right? And they're expensive. So long story short, you know, we're a day, a couple of day, whatever, a day into the weekend. It's all the kids are doing. They are just tearing around the woods taking turns, rotating through this little car, speeding up and down the hill. My (laughs) nine-year-old is driving this car. She's And she has a little speedometer. So she says she got it up to 26 miles an hour. Nice. Uh, We made them keep it in low gear. It has a low gear, but low gear will still go 26 miles an hour. Yeah. On these narrow dirt roads, she's taking it over these rocky trails up these hills and i it's just nuts i'm following her i'm like what is what is what is happening what do you like, mean following? You... what are you on 
I took what I took one of the little uh, quads uh, and followed her. Uh, and she's got her friend in the passenger seat and stuff. And otherwise, we just left them alone. They were just doing it. And I, and just like this can't last. This can't. This can't last. <laughs> Something can't. has to go wrong. Oh, okay. Oh, geez. And I'm like, uh, you're cool with this, like making sure my buddy was cool, like because they're gonna anyway. Mm-hmm. So at some point, one of the kids, thankfully not mine, comes back to the campsite, and he's just got that look on his face. You know, the look. And his mother looks at him right away and says, what's wrong? He's like, nothing. And the guy, who's ATP Sarah, he says, uh, did you roll it? And he's sort of half excited for him to say yes. He's like, no, no, didn't roll it over. <laughs> and he's like, all four wheels on the ground? He's like, yeah, yeah, all the wheels are on the ground. His mom says, something's wrong. Something's wrong, isn't there? Something wrong. He says, well, um, I kind of hit a tree. Oh. Oh, and, no. <laughs> you know, of course, she turns into mom. Are you okay? Is everything okay? Are you hurt? Are you, did you hit your head? Is that helmet expired? Do we need to get a new helmet? All this stuff. Like, <laughs> is the foam still intact? Like, like wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you really bought into all those marketing materials. The... So we dig a little bit, and he's revealing some information. <laughs> As uh, they do. Yeah, slowly, slowly. <laughs> yeah. So I got kind of tired of listening to all this, because we weren't really getting far. So I, yeah. well, I left the campsite and went and found the ATV. Oh, no. The thing he, he was driving. Oh, so he came back without it. He came back without it. Oh, boy. He he went and parked it up by the garage. Oh, okay. Uh, so he drove it back. It wasn't incapacitated. He, he drove it back, yes. Yeah. He drove it back. <laughs> okay. It's parked up by the garage, and the it has this this sort of bumper slash brush bashing thing on the front. Yeah. Well, that was on the ground next to the. ATV. Oh no! <laughs> All four of the the posts that where it connects to the machine had sheared off. Wow. Okay. The entire right <laughs> front suspension. Oh no! Was bent to the point of bending the front shock Holy like it my. around the upper ar <laughs> so i'm like okay that's a small amount of damage <laughs> yeah wow okay the tree that he hit which i found a little later <laughs> is now dead it was basically it's it's like a 10 inch what get this it's a pretty big tree but he he took so much bark off that tree like Skinned it to <laughs> that that tree is soon going to die. Uh, and apparently he went flying over the handlebars and clipped the bars with his leg on the way by and, and bruised his leg up pretty bad. Mm. So this is not the one with the roll cage? No. This was a, a one of the quads. You know, oh, you sit okay. on top. It's yes. got four uh, wheels. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, so the four very dangerous just, machines. You're, yeah, they're completely illegal for children to be riding around on. I think they make uh, they make child size ones, though. But all right, yeah. Why do they make them child sized? I have no idea. But in, in Massachusetts, I'm pretty sure it's like completely illegal. Uh, all right, but our kids were totally of age. Anyone who may be listening. <laughs> and the funny part about the story is that his his explanation as to why. He crashed full speed head on into a tree that wasn't, it was on a flat part of the road. There, and I and like, what was going on here? His initial explanation was that he was trying to catch up with Molly. Mm. 
Molly is my nine-year-old daughter, in case anyone's wondering. So she was driving the car, and he was trying to catch her. Which is not super reassuring to hear as well, <laughs> that she was driving the car fast enough <laughs> to drop him. To, to cause him to <laughs> slam head on into a tree while he tried to catch her. So, um... <laughs> That was exciting. You know, we got now we have some repairs to do to a quad, but th- th- my buddy doesn't seem to care. He tends to kind of he gets these things from different places when the opportunity presents uh, yeah. itself. One of those, know, yeah, yeah. He's like picks up another one, picks up another one. Oh, my friend's cousin, whatever, was getting rid of this, and I just replaced this part and that part. So it, it actually may be more fun to. I already helped him find the parts, and like, okay, well, whatever, let's buy these, and when, next time we come out, we'll make a thing about fixing it. You know. But it was well, they were pretty fun, you know, because we had a day of of snowy ground in the woods and riding around in the snow and ripping donuts everywhere and going around all these trails. It was just it can get a little nuts. And I can see why it's not the kind of thing you want your kids really being in control of. Uh, that said, I am I, I, you know, I'm against motor coaches in general. Right. <laughs> yeah. But. This is the type of environment where I think it's a great way for them to learn, right? You get to drive this machine. You're exposed to the air. Low speed feels like high speed. Mm. You can crash into a tree and not die because you're not going 90. Right. (laughs) And there's a real low risk of you running over some other people. Right. uh, The injury to other people is the big, yeah. The injury to other people is a real low risk unless some of the kids were standing in the way, which was possible. Yeah. Um. So it's but, a gr- it's a great way for them to learn. But my, you can also. My daughter was, I I like to also point out when these things go wrong, like look how much damage you did. Look how much damage, right? And look how like everything's messed up, bad. And how you feel right, right now? Like imagine just like magnify this a lot. Yeah, magnify it by a lot. Yeah, imagine <laughs> you were going fifty, and no. in that three ton machine no. over there. This tree would be down. That tree would be down. Yeah. And you would go through a windshield. Like, <laughs> not to be, like, too graphic about it, but, like, like it's bad. Yeah. And, you know, I I, I'm ter- I was terrible. Like, when I, my, I was very reckless when I was the first early driver. So, right. I, I know people that I know that are listening. They're like, yeah, right. Listen to this guy. But I, uh, I know. Well, do as I say, not as I did. But, uh, well, that's again. Yeah. Again, that's why I think it's a cool way to learn. So I was, yeah. I was pretty excited to see my daughter driving and that thing around and, and learning, and getting a handle for what it does when she spins the wheel around and she's spinning it around in the mud and losing traction on purpose and stuff. And I'm like, great, that's super great way yeah. to learn how this thing handles and grip it and rip it, baby. Drive <laughs> it like it's stolen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, we just, I just hope that doesn't translate over to <laughs> yeah. the big vehicles. Because yeah. it's the environment more than anything else, right? You can't just <laughs> throw down some donuts in the middle of the farmer's market. That's not, that's not good. But you got this big open snowy field in your uh, dune buggy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, go for it. Where are we at? All right. <clears throat> I hear you. Well, I'm glad you had a little uh, commute with nature over the weekend. Well, yeah. Yeah, lots of nature. Yeah. <laughs> well, you're driving them in the woods, right? <laughs> we're, dri- we're driving them in the woods. Burning gas. You know, one good up. thing about COVID, 
Mm. which uh, it's been, what, 40 minutes something since I mentioned COVID, since COVID came up. But mm-hmm. I find mm-hmm. that it takes like almost an hour now for it to come up in conversation, which is nice. But I we, my, we went mountain biking, my son and I and some other, a couple other dads, a couple, four four kids, three dads. And we went mountain biking this, this evening. And uh, they went on a couple of trails. And I'm like, this trail, like I've been on this trail when I couldn't really follow the trail. And I was kind of making it up as I was going along. And now the trail oh, is yeah. like pounded down. like very well well worn and uh i think a lot of a lot more people have realized what like i see my neighbors i live right across the street from a trail and uh my neighbors now all like go hiking they go for a hike with their dogs and stuff so everybody now is not everybody but it's great i think it's great a lot more people are using these 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 uh going out and checking out the woods and stuff well, this is what I was saying as we were uh, rambling on about how masks are unnecessary to have on outdoors. A lot more articles about that now saying, yeah, you're good. It's just indoors. You need them. Or if you're up close, blah, 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 blah. So debate that all you want. But I guess what I'm hoping that turns into is that people continue to do commune with nature a little more and, and make use of these trails. And uh, yeah, I see the same thing. There's all kinds of trails that were difficult to see in the past and now they're just trampled flat yeah and clear and it's like oh sweet yeah. trail yeah nice yeah it's good we've talked about making some new trails just by putting up some signs and then letting people naturally trample yeah. the trail for us yeah we've actually my neighbor he uh we had this like trail that kind of dead ended and yeah he's in with the conservation commission so excuse me he uh he got in touch and he basically made it loop back on itself. And we see people now like via Strava and actually he was out in the woods the other day and he's like, wait. And he bumps into somebody and they're like, Oh wait, you're going this way. Like nobody ever goes this way. And he's like, well, (laughs) I go this way. Right. So like even the new trails and stuff. And it's, and so it's good. We just got to make not too many new trails. I don't know. It's good. It's good. I like I like seeing me and more people use it. Hopefully, more people will use it, and then they'll continue to appreciate it, and then they'll continue to support it, right? Because it still needs, you know, not too many new trails because what? Then the animals won't have a place to live. Nah, but you don't want like everything. The wood then just becomes too paved. I don't know. Yeah. So there's. I don't know if I told you this, but on the other side of town, whose town? My town. Some industrious kids. Took it upon themselves to basically build a bike park. We've been talking about it and blathering, and the adults have been, "Oh, please, can I have nice. permission?" And they and they just kind of went out and did it. They, they did. carved a bunch of jumps and screw you guys been doing it, <laughs> bank turns and all this stuff, and oh. it's super cool and super dangerous at the same time. And um, and the town shut it down. Wait, what? The town put out this this big message on the Facebooks and wherever. And basically said, oh, we've, you know, it's come to our attention, blah, blah, blah. Altering conservation land is not allowed as a reminder, Mm. this and that. Please don't do this. And they've like roped it off. The purpose of conservation land is to safeguard biodiversity before preserve important wildlife, yada, yada, yada. It's like, (sighs) yeah, I mean, these kids took one area and made some jumps. Meanwhile... You know, right next door where there was a place that used to be conservation land, they've, they've leveled the place to build a house. Yeah, screw that. See, right? Yeah, and it's I know. like I hear you. And everything else is paved. I just, it's just somewhat, it's a bit hypocritical. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, it didn't go through committee. Didn't get approval. Right. Right. By the people, that, the, the actual elite New Englanders. 
the actual <laughs> didn't go through the committee exactly exactly and it's yeah we've designated this area yeah yeah and it's just a bit sad like they put a lot of work into this thing and they're gonna be told nope yeah, you can't I, have it anymore it's kind of it's kind of funny and, and uh maybe i shouldn't admit to this but they closed one of the like side spur trails like it's not marked but it's obviously ah. a trail one that i use all the time and then they all of a sudden in a couple of weeks going out there and there's like it's marked. It's like trail closed for recovery or some nonsense. Huh. And I'm like, what the? Nobody ever like this is one that's not even pound down. Like I go on it only to like keep remembering where it is. And I'm like, wait a second, what? This is what do you mean recovery? Recovery from what? And so I ran it, <laughs> and then I did it, <laughs> and then I did it again the other way because I was like, I don't, I want to see what. Like I kind of was like curious if they did something, and all they did was kind of like obscure the trail. I think they're trying to like have it grow back and not have it not have it be a trail anymore but that yeah see that's weird that's hypocritical me because i'm kind of like not too many but i don't know i wasn't the first yeah, one to create this tail i don't know but I don't this know. one i gotta keep slippery slope yeah it is slippery slope before i know it i've got the whole thing paved <laughs> darn it i apologize we got another mail i, I want to read another mail oh yeah do before it. we go and i kind of peeked at this one so Whatever, sue me. And I peeked at it while we were recording here. Hey, dads, between bites. Um, <clears throat> hey, dads, this is from uh, Jasper. Hey, dads, been a super long time. Oh, and uh, let me start over. From Jasper, subject belated congrats on the 300 episodes. So as we mentioned at the top of the episode, it's been like three months, 13 episodes, three, you know, come on, catch up, Jasper. Just kidding. It's been a super <laughs> long time since I wrote in. I'm still an avid listener since episode one. Whoa, that's awesome. Uh, and I really Whoa. appreciate you and show. I have fallen behind in the episodes since I don't commute anymore, but there's something really enjoyable and comforting when you're listening to you guys talk. And man, it was good to hear Chris on episode 300. <laughs> I'll, we'll have to tell him. We, 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 I, I'm more than happy to have him on the show whenever he wants. It's sort of up to him. Uh, it's like hearing from a long lost friend. Yeah, it was, it was a fun time. I like hearing the banter between the two of you, even if you don't have a solution for something. And although you may have to hold back sometimes, your discussions are still more real, and that's in quotes, than mo many conversations I hear amongst my local group of parents. I live in a pretty affluent community that seems to have this fear of cancel culture or just admitting the challenges or failures of parenthood. If I mention my seventh grade son is struggling in remote learning and is on the verge of failing math because he's demoralized with online learning. This sounds familiar. Some parents won't say anything, even if I know their kids are struggling too. Yeah, I do see that too from people. Uh, they're like, just like, oh, oh, I'm doing fine. Yeah, kid's doing fine. I'm like, that's yeah. not what I kid tells me. Uh, anyways, most of them feel like they have an image to uphold. Yep. The elite New England. <clears throat> and forget ever admitting to yelling at your kids or making some kind of typical parenting mistake. Oh, gosh. Uh, so, again, I get a lot of comfort hearing you guys, and you make me feel like a normal parent who has similar challenges as everyone else. Plus, you guys are just hilarious sometimes. That's funny. Um, so I've got one more. Uh, thanks for the show. It's crazy to think my seventh and ninth grade boys and my parenting experience have mirrored yours for such a long time. But if you ever feel like it's time to call it quits, then I totally understand and will be forever grateful for you for sharing your journey. Peace, Jasper. Wow. Cool. Again, another another internet cares emoji. So uh, email yeah. form. Thanks. thanks Thank so you, much, Jasper. Jasper. That's foreign. Anecdotally, this is funny because um, I was having a conversation with a parent this weekend, actually while camping, and we got on the topic of school, and, and I'm trying to have a real conversation, right? Trying to have a real conversation, and they're doing that whole hyperbolic back and forth, blah blah blah, like 
can we can we settle down and wait like, like oh, i do is this me no 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 them it's them they're, it's just like I, I can't i'm trying to real talk with you and you keep making these weird statements like okay so they said to the effect of oh yeah my kid always gets all a's why wouldn't they get all a's oh no and i'm like Really? What do you mean they get? What do you mean they get all A's? Well, it doesn't make. If they ever got something that was less than an A, then I'd want to know why it wasn't an A. I'm like, okay, you're being nuts. Are you telling me that they're getting? Because because they're also being super concerned about everything. Oh, I'm worried about their education. This and that. I'm like, you're telling me your kid's report card is just straight A's? And then this is the best part. They're like, oh well, I haven't actually seen their report card, so I'm not really sure. But they're probably they should be getting all A's. Because why would they not be getting A's if they got anything less than it? I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you don't know what their grades are, yet you're demanding their A's, yet you put no effort into knowing what it is or helping them. Like, what is happening with your life right now? I don't get what you're doing. It was just such a round, like, they're living in this world where it's like, I, the spouse is taking care of everything, basically. Mm. And they're just, by proxy, uh mad at the spouse say if things aren't working out the way they imagine they should be it was very interesting it was just like it, they're getting they're definitely getting all a's but i'm not sure because i've never seen and there's no excuse for getting anything but an a it's like what that's not very supportive yeah <laughs> like and that's what I wanted to dig into. I'm like, you know, as much as I'd love my kids to be all A's, do you have any idea how difficult that actually is? It doesn't take much to slip up, to miss a test or a homework, like su just supporting every class with that kind of effort. And it's not just the assignments. Like the teachers will be like, well, you know, you're you're turning out. Sure, you're getting good, great grades on all the tests, but your participation grade is garbage or whatever. They push back. the 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 back pressure gets kind of high once you um, once your grades start to tick up. So I don't know. It just it wasn't a real conversation. I guess is my my point. I was trying to have a real conversation. It wasn't a real conversation. It was all made up. There was no substances in it all in, in terms of like something real that they were experiencing that they could share. And it's just like forget it. I'm out. This is dumb. See, that's why I'm here for you, Randy. Thank you. I'll give you the real. The real scoop. Well, school vacation week. So we got uh, all those, all that strife is off of our shoulders for the time being. Yeah. And then you know what? Come Wednesday, all four kids will be back in school for whatever six weeks or 40 something days they have left in the school year. Tomorrow? No, no. A week from Wednesday. The junior high goes back next oh, week. Oh, yeah. You know, mm -hmm. so. That's right. Yeah. So that's, um, yeah. I don't know, man. I, I really do appreciate Jasper and Chris writing in and saying that stuff. And, uh, you know, I, the other thing was my, uh, I had, uh, my aunt passed away a couple of weeks ago and, um, I got him like asked to be a pallbearer at the funeral. So I was like, wow. Okay. I had no idea that we were even going to like COVID still a thing. Right. So I didn't right. like, I didn't know people were doing funerals or anything. Well, they did, they did the whole thing. Right. So I went down there and like, I was planning, I'm like, how do I go to this thing and like get away from my kids and like all this, the, all the, the planning that I had to go around the whole thing. 
And uh, my aunt was just like, listen, I was where you are at one point. I had five kids. I know that you're sh- my other aunt, obviously, uh, was like struggling with all this. Sorry. <laughs> That's weird. I said that. But uh, anyways, <laughs> it's recorded forever. Great. Um, and uh, geez. and um, I don't know. She was just like, I-, I had five kids. I know where you're at. Like, I know it's like impossible. If there's anything we can do to help, if you need like somebody like – so she was just like, it's, there's no answer that you're going to ever have right now. And I, at the time, I was just completely overwhelmed. And she's like, there's just nothing that you're going to be able to say right now that's going to make sense to you or like it's going to work. So just do the best you can and everybody's going to just have to accept it and, and you'll be happy. So that, and, and then get a couple emails like this. And then I was talking to one of the high school teachers, this, that my neighbor is a high school teacher. And I'm like, I'm freaking out about high school and like all the things. And she's mm-hmm. like, listen, you need to like, chill like all the stuff that you see and hear from all the parents like that take that all as a grain of salt because what's in school is very different than what all the like again the perception is like all the stress and agita it's just all these like i will say elite new englanders or these people that think they're elite new englanders just mandating this high level of excellence and pressure from their children and so I think that's where Chris hits home when he's like yeah there's a 50% washout because these kids don't like it you know the kids ones who cared didn't need my help the ones who needed my help didn't care and uh, I just got to figure out what you know I think that's the big thing is like how do you support your kid and finding out what he cares right what care he cares about well how goes your and search? I, How goes the uh, <laughs> private school search? You know, what's changed in the last week? I want to bring it back to that. Well, like, I mean, I think I keep trying to keep it in the in perspective sort of the way you described. And I, I, every time I talk to my son about it, I try to reiterate to him, say, look, it's not, this is not about uh, whether or not you're good enough to get in. A lot of places are going to reject you on principle just because they can't take everybody shouldn't take that to heart it's not about you like we want to find a place that will better support your education not that is some big pressure cooker about uh, just beating everyone else and he's he's still motivated so he's still what i'm trying to work on is to get him to uh every day take on a little bit more responsibility for uh, like a little bit, I mean a little bit for like this prep work. So he's doing more to record information about all the schools, to read these packets we're getting in the mail, to kind of organize them based on things he sees, to understand about and getting him to come up with more questions that he needs to ask about the schools. Like, what do you need to know? You know, what clubs they have or what? Like what affects your life? And he's still kind of studying. So he's he's actually started doing... Here's the th- reason why I know he's motivated. He's working on his Summer Bridge book. Whoa. Really? Because I... Yeah, because I told him... Like unprompted? Yeah. Because I told him the Summer Bridge book, the material in the Summer Bridge book is almost exactly what's on this test, this SSAT test. Because hmm. I flipped through it. I'm like, this is all the material. Like, this is it. And... So he's been doing it. I mean, he's only done like 10 days worth already, but he did 10 days worth in three days, you know. And that's good. I don't, because I don't want him to be 
stressed, pressured, pushed into doing it. I'd like him to say, you know what? I'm going to, I have a few minutes here and there. I'm going to sit down and rip through some of this and ask questions like, what is this? What does this mean? And ask for help when I need it. And Hmm. it's, it's all balancing because it's, I don't know, on these days off, like yesterday, today, it's, it's in the morning, get your stuff done, throw your laundry in, practice piano, fill in some the rest of your work, but you better have some time scheduled with your friends, like get in touch with them and make sure you guys are going out somewhere. And, and they do, and they did. And I actually get kind of annoyed on the other end because they, they arrange something and they'll say, oh, we're going to meet at noon. And then one kid pushes it back to one. And the mm. other kid's like, I can't go till two. I'm like, I don't care if that kid <laughs> can't go till two. Just leave. Like, get out of the house and they can catch up with you later. They're so funny about, like, one kid can't make it so none of them go. Um, and then it gets delayed and delayed and then they're back earlier than than I would want them to be. But. Yeah. Some kids just can't plan stuff, and that's like my kid. He's like, he wants to know all of his options for like the next infinity before he commits to anything. And it's like, dude. And, they, he, and he schedules all his time around the wrong things, too. But Yeah. <laughs> what I find really funny is they, they tend to do the same thing. They go. Uh, they're not very creative. And they just go and they they ride down the trail, they bike down the trail, and they go to the rock. They have this place they call the rock. Mm. And it's just a bunch of rocks on the corner of the trail and the road and the river. And they just hang out on these rocks and they look at stuff and talk. And That's all you need. You yeah, need like, something. there's nothing wrong with that. It's just hilarious that, like, <laughs> if you went there and there was someone else hanging out on the rock, would you guys leave or kick them out? Or- oh, yeah. <laughs> is it your rock or is it everyone's rock? I don't know. That is a weird thing. Like, yeah. The interaction with other kids is sort of a – Jason wanted to – we had went to my daughter's soccer game at Lower Fields the other day and right next to the skate park. And he wanted to bring his RC car to the skate park. And I'm like, oh, man, this is just going to – this is a recipe right here. This is going to be conflict. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, he – sure enough <laughs> – he tells me later, he's like, that kid over there, he said, that kid told us to get your get your effing cars out of here and kicked over his friend's car. And I'm like, hmm, well, I warned you to keep away from the skateboarders. Like, <laughs> just like, don't drive anywhere near them. They're not going to take drive. you. Yeah. They're not going to take to you being there, especially if you get in your space. And then he's like, well, later then he was cool with us. And so I'm like, all right, fine, whatever. Just like, as long as it wasn't anybody f- throwing fists and stuff, I think we're all right. Oh. <laughs> But I was just like, yeah. Uh, all right. Doing well, sweet jumps. Yeah. Hey, man. Thanks for writing in, everybody. And uh, we'll see you next week. Cue the music. A big cares emoji to all of you. Thank you for listening to our show. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at dads at dadsbeingdads.com. We're on Facebook too, forward slash dadsbeingdadspodcast. All four words, all jammed together. Or search Dads Being Dads Podcast. You can find us. Throw us a like and some comments. And of course, iTunes. Send us a review and some sweet, sweet stars. Twitter too, but uh, we'll have to get back on that. But you can find us.